0: Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Seed Me audiobook episodic series. We are continuing where we left off with Logan and Janet, who we saw were uh, went. They went to the Remand Center visitation, which was uh, Center One Hundred and Seventy, I believe, and that's actually a place here in Edmonton. Um, we saw that they were talking to Donald Waite through video conference technology because that is how Edmonton actually works with the Remand Center visiting. So fun little plug there with a bit of reality into the book. And Donald Waite was the guy driving the truck. So he had a lot of insight because he had the decapitated body of Vicki Smith. And Logan figured he was the only guy that could give answers. And boy, did Donald Waite give them a bunch of stuff to think about. And Logan's not too sure what he thinks, if it's uh, real or just a crackpot theory. Janet's been quite nice to him. Uh, He's glad she's helping him because she's able to think of things he can't as he gets overly focused on Emily's death because he's finally discovering new things about Emily's death after um, going nowhere for so long and being miserable about it. Um, Donald Waite talked about Harvesters being the old man and the goon. He also talked about how there are more cases that the police haven't found, and the police have only found the ones that Donald was reporting anonymously. Donald also mentioned he was there at the famous 420 draining case, which involved Emily and her uh, new boyfriend. So the guy was there, and Logan's just like, he can't believe he's finding out all this stuff. So they want to book more time to meet Donald because they're only allowed 15-minute visits. So let's find out what happens with Logan and Janet in this new episode. Chapter 8. Confronting the Prick Text message. Janet. Hey, so I've been thinking about our visit with Donald. 4.03pm. You. Yeah? 4.15pm. Janet It's got me really stressed out four sixteen PM You Me too I don't know what we can do four sixteen PM Janet Maybe visit Donald again eleven oh four PM You Yeah looked into that it's probably gonna take about another week like last time eleven ten PM Janet Might as well doesn't help us now though 11 12 p.m you you we should check out the farmer's market again and chat with that old guy 11 15 p.m janet i'd be scared to 11 16 p.m you i'll be there 11 17 p.m janet okay 11 19 p.m you Let's meet up first thing, Saturday, 11.19 p.m. Janet. See you tomorrow, 12.35 a.m. I stood at the tail end of the aisles, which were filled to the inch, with tables dividing the rows of people. The shoppers ranged in age, gender, and ethnicity, moving in rows up and down past the various vendors. Children were crying and squeezing between people, picking up items from the tables that they weren't supposed to touch. Parents were yelling to keep their kids in check or yelling at each other. Old folks were chatting to the vendors for an obscene amount of time. Then there were the young crowd, focused on healthy life choices and judging others, but too hung over to carry on a coherent conversation. Although, this was me doing the same passing judgment on the people I'd never met. It happens when you're as jaded, exhausted, and stressed, as I had been. That was the old Strathconus Farmers Market in a nutshell, a place I used to enjoy going to to see the different types of locally grown food. Local products did taste better than the stuff you'd buy in big box stores. Also, I enjoyed the wide range of handmade products produced by the local shops. Don't get me wrong, a lot of good comes from the farmers market, but I tend to get hung up on the crowd. I stood by the entrance of the open warehouse of the farmer's market, waiting for Janet to show up. I kept my hands in my jacket pockets, my left hand fiddling with my switchblade. I'd had it for years, it was a gift from my dad, who used to take me out hunting and it came in handy when I dealt with shady dealers or druggies. Those days were in my past and I didn't want to always carry it in anymore. This time, though. I felt it was a good idea to bring a knife just in case anything went down when I confronted this old man. After what I heard from Donald Waite, who knew what could happen? Keep calm, I told myself. I exhaled, knowing that I was here to get some answers from the old guy, the Harvester, as Donald had called him. I couldn't see him through the crowd, so chances were he couldn't see me either. My body still hadn't recovered from the party where I'd thrown up after doing those lines of coke. Normally, the after effects would have been long gone by now, but I felt a weakening sensation throughout my limbs and my chest was now heavy. This cold is gonna be a bad one, I thought. My eyes went back and forth throughout the room to see if the other harvester was here, or if anyone else wearing dark clothes similar to the old man's, but I didn't see anyone else in the getup like that. My mind buzzed with questions I wanted to ask the old guy. Why are you following me? It was good seeing you in the alley the other night asking about the Vicky dead girl. They were statements that would cause too much of a scene in public. One that would make me look like a psycho. That isn't something that I needed to do at the moment. It wouldn't get me anywhere. Despite that, I wanted to yell at this guy and pin him against the wall with my knife demanding that he stop following me or I'd slit his throat. But that wasn't exactly going to work in a crowded building either. If I was going to do anything in such a public space, it would have been subtle, more direct enough that Janet and I could actually get a response out of the freak. It had only been a few days since Janet and I had talked with Donald Wade and received the unsettling, vague information he had to offer. I had given the police station a call to schedule another meet-up earlier that Saturday, but they weren't going to let us have one for another week. It was troubling. The deeper I dug into the drain cases, the weirder they got. A part of me wanted to shrug off what Donald had to say about Vicky and these Harvester characters as a crazy crackhead's dreams, but the other part of me questioned. What if Donald Waite could be telling the truth? Everything else that I knew about the drain cases was just as abnormal. So, what happens now? I thought. Donald said not to take anything from them, but Janet and I ate those seed samples the other week. A finger tapped my arm and I turned around to see Janet, wearing a white and black polka dotted dress. She extended her arms, ready for yet another hug. Hey, she said, face painted with a frown. I wrapped my arms around her in a friendly hug. Hey, I replied, in an equally monotone voice. We were both nervous about what we were going to do, yet we really didn't know what that was going to be. That was probably the most worrying part. She slipped out of my arms and sighed. I really haven't been able to sleep since we met Donald Waite, Janet said, rubbing her arm. I took a closer look at her. There were dark circles under her eyes, an obvious sign of lack of sleep. Personally, I'd been able to sleep. I had gotten used to this constant questioning ever since Emily's death, and sleep just occurred from exhaustion. A part of me wanted to tell Janet to just get used to it, but she really didn't need to hear that right now. It wouldn't be fair to take out my stress on her. Maybe we'll get some answers today, I said. She must need some optimism to lift her spirits, and I thought, yeah, Really, it's all we can do while we wait for another visit with Donald Waite. What are you going to tell this guy? Maybe why he's following me and about Vicky. I at least want to tell him I have no clue where she is. I also wanted to get a better read on him. If what Donald Waite said was true, then that old guy was linked to Emily's death. This was the closest I'd been to finding out what really happened to her. Janet nodded and looked around while putting her hands in her pockets. Shall we? I asked. Janet nodded again. We moved deeper into the large warehouse, finding the nearest opening in the tight traffic of shoppers to move up the aisles leading to the back of the farmer's market and the old guy who ran the Northern Delights plant and seed booth. Janet stayed close to me while we squeezed through the crowd, at times having to dodge wild kids whose parents had lost control of their spawn. After enough squishing, we made it to the end of the aisle. Off to the right was the same banjo hick band that had been playing there two weeks ago. Seems to be a regular thing, I thought. In the far left corner of the building, I spotted some large leaves over the heads of the crowd. That had to be the booth. This way, I instructed Janet. The two of us strolled casually side by side towards the booth. The closer we got, the more we could spot the tall plants over the sea of heads. And eventually, the full booth came into view. We saw the seed off to the left side of the table complete with the sample cup above the jars, the pottery of foliage off to the right, and the range of plants behind the counter. In between the two sides of the booth stood the short old man wearing his straw sun hat, his hands cupped together and hidden inside his dark coat. He was talking with a couple at the booth's left side, encouraging them as they consumed some samples and nodded at his words. I exhaled slowly through my nose as we got closer to the booth. I felt my nerves tingle and my senses heighten as I watched the old man smile with his crooked teeth at his new paying customers. My hand was now in my pocket, fiddling with the steel handle of the switchblade. How I'd like to force some answers out of this little prick, I thought. I inhaled deeply through my mouth and out my nose. Stay calm, I thought. Trust me, introducing these seeds into your diet will be a life-altering choice. The old man said, waving goodbye to the middle-aged couple. Remember, 13 is all you need to. His smile faded into a frown the moment he laid eyes on me. It was tough to tell exactly where his eyes were under the brim of his hat, but I doubted there was anyone else around he would make that face to. Several other new customers crowded the booth, sampling some of the seeds. The old man bowed as Janet and I came to a halt by the booth. Pleasure seeing you again. I hope the samples were of satisfaction. Would you like to have some more? Nice seeing you too and not in the alley this time either. I scanned the rest of the booth. So where's your goon? I asked. The old man shook his head. I do not follow, sir. His voice projected loud enough that it could easily be heard by the nearby customers. I leaned in closer to the table and lowered my voice. I could make out the details of his dry, flaky skin and pick up on the subtle smell of dirt, flowers, and what I was certain was rotting meat. I don't know what you're doing here, but somehow you've wrote me into this shit. Let's make it clear that I do not know where Vicky is, so stop following me." The old man smiled, and stepped towards the jars, scooping up a handful of the black and red seeds and raising it above my head, his voice booming. "'I am glad you asked. These seeds here have been in my family for generations. They come from Scotland and have been growing up in the Northwest Territories for decades before we decided to make the journey down south to share our specialty with the good folk of Alberta. His voice caught the attention of five people, a couple who had been in their eighties, a tall bald guy and two gals who were about my age. They stood by the sampling station, watching him intently with wide eyes. They have high nutritional value and are a good source of protein, fiber, and calcium. In fact, they're often known as the lost superfood. Superfoods? Asked the older gentleman with gray frizzy hair. Correct. Superfoods like goji berries, kale, matcha. What I have here is very new to the modern world, but well embraced in the old. Janet stepped forward. I'd like to try some. My eyes widened and I looked over at her. Is she insane? I thought. I leaned over to Janet's ear. I don't think that's a good idea. The old man smiled and extended his hand towards her. Janet brought out her hand and the old man dropped about a dozen seeds into her palm. She smiled. Please, let's share the seeds together. Have a few yourself. She asked, looking directly at the old man. He grinned. I would love to, he said. Closing his hand, he continued. However, I have already had my serving for the week. Give those back if you aren't interested then. The old man held the cup up to Janet. Glaring at him, she poured the one she held back in. He walked back to the center of the booth clasping his hands behind his back. It is important to stick to the recommended portion to ensure that your stomach can properly break down the outer shell remnants. Even though chewing the shell with your teeth helps with the digestion, the fragments can be too much and may cause your body to reject the seeds. He paused, nodding at the crowd. Stick to the weekly dosage of 13 and you will have your revelation. The crowd nodded in awe. "'I'll take a pound's worth,' exclaimed the older lady, a blonde wearing a black wool coat. She smiled while taking a couple seeds from the sample jar, then chowed down on them. Remnants of black and red shells could be seen in her teeth. "'They taste delicious!' "'Excellent,' the old man took a slight bow. A couple people in the crowd strayed away, But the blonde lady and the tall, bald man lined up to make their purchases, which kept the old man distracted from dealing with us. Janet looked over at me and rolled her eyes. Thought I'd see if he would eat the seeds. Remember what Donald Waite was saying about not taking anything from him? Quick thinking, I said, folding my arms as we took a step to the side by the pottery to allow the customers to pay. I wanted to wait for them to leave so we could question the so-called harvester some more. Says a lot about them if he won't eat the seeds," I said. Janet shook her head and extended her hand towards me, revealing one seed in the palm of her hand. I kept one, at least, so we have something to work with. She put her hands into her pocket. Those poor people are foolishly buying it, too. What do you think is up with the seeds? I don't know. You think that's why Donald calls him a harvester? The seeds? I rubbed my neck, looking over at Janet who was now even paler than when we had first walked in. How are you feeling? I asked. Maybe it's the lighting, I thought. Me? Oh, since the party my stomach hasn't been the same. Exams must have me stressed and I feel very fatigued. Just as the two customers finished paying, another swarm of people approached the booth, eyeing the seeds. The old man stood straight up and extended his hand to the sample seeds. These seeds have been in my family for generations, originating from Scotland. We're not going to get a chance to confront them here, Janet said. Nope, I said. I left the booth, returning down the aisle where it would come from, back to the entrance of the farmer's market. Janet followed beside me, eyeing the one black and red seed she still held in her hand. Maybe we can come back after? Janet asked. After the farmer's market closes? Yeah, they close at three. Where does he go once this is finished? That's a good plan. We can get him alone, and ideally his brute won't be around. I scanned the market again, trying to see over the sea of people and figure out if the big guy was here. No luck. He's the one I'm worried about. Janet nodded. Let's just come back when they close and take it from there. There's not much more we can do right now. I ran my hand against my face and down my chin. Janet was right, but I was anxious and I wanted to solve this. We were only raising more questions and getting fewer answers. We can chat about our next move over at Remedy, Janet said. A pretty decent cafe. Remedy has grown dramatically in popularity over the past several years. I didn't go there too often, but it attracted a university crowd, especially ones with the same mindset as Janet. I shrugged. It made sense. Plus, at this point, I could use another coffee. The two of us left the farmer's market. Northern Delights would have to finish out its business day, but we'd be back. It was frustrating having to wait, but if it was the only way we could get the old guy alone, it would be worth it. And that is the end of chapter eight, bringing us to a close of the episode. If you enjoyed this, please share with your friends, and uh, we'll pick it up next week with episode 9, where we find out what Janet and Logan do next. They are on the tail of this Northern Delights uh, vendor, and they want to know what is going on. We'll find out. I'll catch you next week. Ciao.